This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. everybody uh we're here with another interview two in a row can you believe it actually we've been doing pretty good with interviews lately because we had a good stream of interviews quite a bit i think the only break in that is our top 10 from last year it's nice to have somebody else do the work for us i mean i come up with questions (laughs) and stuff like that but or we come up with questions sorry yeah it's just it's nice to be able to just have other people just have come on and talk and stuff like that it just it takes a lot of the guesswork away from us, and I like that sometimes. This episode, we're actually talking with Dave and Travis from Winsmith Games, and we're going to be talking about a little bit about their about how they design games and their backgrounds and stuff like that. But we're also going to get to talking about Ten Gallon Tank, which is going to be on Kickstarter starting January twenty first. It's going to be their first game, and we're excited to have them on. So, Travis, David, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. So instead of starting this off going, oh, how did you start in gaming? And um, what's your design style? And blah, 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 blah. Let's, let's do it a little differently. Because I did that last episode. And Erica actually called me out on all of it. She said it all before I even started. So it made me feel bad. So I'm going to try to mix this up a little bit. So I want to know what kind of gamers you guys are. Like what, what kind of games you guys play? What's your passion? not we'll get into the design crap later here so let's talk about what you know what you guys are really excited about so travis let's start with you what i'm really excited about um so i i was kind of i was grew up gaming mostly started out with uh with card games pokemon card game was probably the first one i am very proud i had a lot of first edition cards always collected cards played when it first came out and then when that sort that sort of died down, I, I moved into Magic the Gathering and I played that. I still play it, but played it really faithfully for 15, 20 years. Nice. And then kind of shifted as the, the friend groups uh, moved away and everything, shifted to more of like board games, which is a little more marketable to the, the general public, including like family and, and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so been really into board, game, board games recently, um, which is part of the reason that we're here, both Dave and I uh, enjoy board games and we've kind of taken similar paths, but I really like games that my wife will play. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that's I, I, I like to relate to. And it's kind of funny, obviously, you know, when, once you've been married and you say, hey, do you want to play this game? And we play it and she's like, I don't ever want to play that again. It's like, okay, cool. So I can just get rid of all of those games for the two of us. <laughs> um, and then, so I know when I look at a game, I say, okay, I can get Catherine to play this. I can get my, my other groups to play this. I can get like my hardcore groups to play this. So I kind of know what, what those types of games, but my favorite types of games are social deduction. Oh, nice. um, so ultimate werewolf, any hidden role game, secret Hitler, those types. I love those games, the party style games, because you can get a lot of people, you know, a lot of shouting back and forth and have a lot of fun. And then in my, my hardcore games, I like twilight struggle, a lot of card driven 
games. Um, so I, I kind of go across the spectrum. I'll, I'll morph into any type of gamer you want me to be based on what you're playing. Um, so that's probably about what, about the scope of what I, I like. Nice. Well, what's your favorite game? Twilight Struggle. Okay. Yeah. By, by large. And then Secret Hitler is a close second and they're so different, but it, it's gotta be Twilight Struggle. Yeah. Very nice. What about you, David? Let's see. My background's obviously pretty similar to Travis. We grew up uh, playing a bunch of games together, Pokemon, Magic. In today's terms, I would say, um, in similar boat also, 80% of the games or so I play are with my wife or actually her sisters. Uh, come over, we play a lot of games together. So mostly a lot of like lightweight strategy games, filler games, uh, games that take 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. Um, I do like, I love a lot of those games. Some of those are my, some of my favorites. King Domino is in my top five. I love that game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, with my other group of friends, like when I, we go to conventions, we just, like everyone else, game all night. Uh, I have a couple friends here. We get together and play like those bigger games that take two, three hours. Um, what kind of got me into the hobby gaming industry was uh, the D&D adventure board games. Uh, dungeon Callers are my favorite. I grew up ton of Dungeons and Dragons, so I love that stuff. Gloomhaven is awesome. Those are kind of like my go-to. I just got a lockup by Thunderworks Games. Nice. And a really cool worker placement where mm-hmm. like your workers have a strength and it's not like the first one to go in a room gets the best benefit. It's the highest strength. And like each player can put two workers face down. So there's like some little bit of like hidden information in there too. And it's, I've, I've loved that game lately. I've played that a bunch. That's awesome. Um, we have too. We just did a review on that game. Yeah, that's, I've really enjoyed that one. And they knock every game out of the park for me. Cartographer is my favorite, you know, roll and write or flip and write, if you want to call it that. Like, it just, it feels so good. One drawing, like I do like the icons, the trees, the mountains and things. But like most roll and writes, I feel like sometimes can be a little linear or one, you know, one or two dimensional. That game, I think, has so much more to think about and you can play short term for that round you can play the long term you know for a future season and i just think that game they did such a good job with so i've i've been into a lot of their stuff lately i've always loved role player too so yeah 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 you can't go wrong i love that they're doing their little almost their version of like role player kind of gloomhaven storyline kind of thing i i'm excited for when that finally comes out I can't wait. Like I'm <laughs> definitely picking that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So David, you had alluded to sort of how the two of you kind of connected. Maybe you indicated that you had maybe grown up together or something. Yeah. So we went to middle school together. We went to high school together. I've known Travis since sixth grade. We, we went to college together. We were roommates. Yeah. You can't get away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Sounds can't like get enough of Dave. Do you live in the same house? Do you I mean, like might as well. co-family share? <laughs> the call is, is definitely coming from the house, I hear. <laughs> he babysits That's why we can't see his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've known each other for a while. And uh, yeah, just obviously we play games together, but like our kids have play dates together. And so like we're 
yeah, we're good friends. We So let's talk about a uh, 10 gallon tank then. So, you know, when, you know, choosing your first game, why did you decide that the theme of like gathering fish in your aquarium, why did, why did you think that like that would be something that would be a fun thing to do for your first Kickstarter? So I will say it's a, it's our first game. It's that we're publishing. It's not my first design. I've got like 18 games in my, you know, Google drive, you know, each one with their own folder. <laughs> We did pick um, Tin Gown Tank actually started from another game. So there was another game that was like about like cooking and it was like an Iron Chef style theme, kind of started out split and choose. Uh, my wife and I are huge into like all the cooking shows like Iron Chef and uh, Beat Bobby Flay. So like we, that was kind of an original game and theme, but there were a few things we just, weren't getting right or it just didn't there was something so we changed a, a core mechanic to the game and then as part of that we did relook at the theme and uh one thing that we thought about was what are the other games similar to like the weight that we're shooting for uh you know 15 minute you know two to five player filler family weight filler game and we kind of looked at some of those games. Sunday Split is a great one. Sushi Go Party, Go Nuts for Donuts. Um, and so uh, we were getting some inspiration of like, all right, how heavy of a theme, how light of a theme, uh, what are kind of the thematic, you know, what are the different themes, you know, food, animals. And then I also, I grew up with a fish tank. I love fish. I've always had fish. And growing up, even in college, I had a 55-gallon tank. Uh, but 55-gallon tank doesn't roll off the tongue as easily as 10-gallon tank. So. Uh, it just seemed like a natural fish, like uh, fish, a natural fit. So, yeah. The other piece of it that Dave uh, mentioned, too, is that when we looked at all of the uh, other games that are similar, they're all food. So Sushi Go, Go Nuts for Donuts, New York Slice, all these games are kind of food. And we're like, well, how are we going to stand apart? Um, and that one kind of made sense. We'd also talked about a, a different type of game with the mechanic of almost like like a zoo or like collecting animals. And so we kind of took that that mechanic and put it together with the the split and choose and the fish. Um, and <clears throat> something else that we we kind of thought about um, was just when we started talking about doing art. I know how does how does the game set itself apart? And I think the art really does that too. Uh, and one of the things we talked with a, a number of folks about, and they said, you know, look at the top 10 games on, on board game geek and look at their covers and they're very, you know, like wingspan. I don't know if wingspan's in the top 10, but wingspan and like dice forge. And they all have one center, really powerful, like theme or picture. Um, and so we thought that, you know, if we're going to, if we did something like with a, a fish theme, maybe we could get something that type of feel, not that we're going to be in the top 10 of BGG, but <laughs> if you want to, be the best you have to you know you have to do the those proven kind of techniques so that was another reason that we kind of settled all right i think this is a really good theme on top of a really good game i think the two married up well so can you for those that aren't familiar with um 10 gallon tank can you tell us about the game yeah like the so promise it, of the game yes yeah, so it is a like i said a family weight cards card game core mechanic is uh, split and choose and set collection. So it plays two to five players in about 15 minutes for a game. And the goal of the game is to get the most points and you're going to get points by collecting fish. And so there's this game comes with 87 cards, fish cards, 
and there's six different types of fish and every fish just like other games like Sunday Split and Gonas for Donuts every fish gives you points in different ways you know that set collection theme but what's mechanically different is that every round you'll uh, from the deck that's shuffled up you'll deal out a grid of fish and then the whoever's the active player for that round is going to take that group uh, that grid and it's normally a four by four and they're going to split it into two either along a row or a column and then the next player is going to pick one of those two groups and split it along a row or column and the next player is going to pick one group and split and so all players are going to make this split and you're going to take this big school of fish and everyone's taking turns dividing it into smaller groups after everyone is split then again starting with the active player they're going to pick a group and they get that group. The next player is going to pick a group. And so everyone's going to go and pick groups of fish for their aquarium. So there's that three phases really kind of set up your initial school, players split, players draft. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny to think about that because like, it feels like the I cut you choose mechanic is not in as many games as you think it would be. Like it's, it's, you know, it's really tactical and there's a lot of unpredictability when you're thinking about, you know, different players. Cause like, you know, there's, there, there are people like, like my wife, like she thinks very like mathematically. So she's like, okay, I need to do this. Right. I need to cut this. So this person can get this maybe, or maybe I can get them to flirt with them to get this, but then I really want this where uh, maybe I play this with my son and my son maybe is very smart, but maybe he's just thinking, eh, I don't really want you to get this. So I'm going to cut it like really weird like this. And you have to get it that way and stuff like that. It's just, it's interesting that this mechanic isn't in more games. Like I see behind you, David, there you have sword crafters. That's I was a, thinking that that's right. what, initially yeah. he's talking about it. And I was like, yep. The only other game I can think of is sword crafters. Yeah. yeah. There might be some other games. There probably is the only one that we've yeah. played. That I can think of that's the split and choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love sword crafters too. And they do a, their nice take on it. And that one, the gimmick is building the sword and that's super fun having those sword battles that when you're done playing, but it's that tile placement of having that adjacency between tiles, but you're also managing all four sides. And that's a really neat, yeah, no sword crafters is does a similar mechanic and it does it really well too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like like I was saying with the like Sunday split in New York slice, like the I split you choose is such a fun mechanic. I love all the games I play that have it. But we did want to try to do something a little different from that one, similar to Sword Crafters, is it's not I split you choose. It's really everyone splits, everyone chooses, but it turns it on its head because the last player kind of has almost the most say in terms of what the first player gets and they get to pick first versus one person making a massive decision because have y'all played uh, New York slice? As you were talking about that, we've only played it. We have it right behind us actually, but we've only played it once. Yeah. Granted we have a lot of games. (laughs) Right. Of course. So um, we haven't played it enough. No, it's a great game. What I, my biggest issue with it and I love it is just that, the one player splitting has so much to think about and there's so much to consider. I fall into the trap of analysis paralysis sometimes and that that can sometimes be prone, the I split, you choose, 
one person making, you know, so many splits and choosing so many resources. Mm -hmm. Ours is, it's a very, you're making one split and it's along a row or column. So you have some limitations too, which actually help to make the splits a little bit quicker. And everyone gets to take part in splitting every round and everyone takes part in the picking every round. So that was kind of the premise behind doing it. We don't call it I split and choose or I split you choose. We call it split and choose. So another thing that stands out in this game um, that we've noticed is the art is really awesome. Is there, I mean, looking at the art, you see um, a lot of the fish would be types of fish that you would potentially see like in local aquariums and that type of thing. Is that the type of aesthetic you were looking for as you were thinking about creating the game or what made you choose that type of art? Yeah, so um, first we started talking about, right, if this is going to be a 10-gallon tank, we need, to, we need to play with that theme. What type of freshwater fish would you have in a 10-gallon tank? And so there were, you know, Dave being, uh, having a, an aquarium a lot, most of his life, he easily came up, rattled off with most of the fish that are in this game. Um, and so then it was kind of looking at those. And, and the artist that we hired, um, Alex of his art is just fantastic. And I think it's really going to be, I'm, we're hoping that it's, it's really one of the, the selling points that draws people to the Kickstarter page and draws people to the game. Um, it, again, when we, when we first started talking about some of the art, I mentioned it earlier, the, my initial idea, which turned out to not be that great, was the box would look like an aquarium. And so the front would be a bunch of different fish and then the back would be the backs of those fish. So it would look like you're looking through an aquarium, kind of a cool idea. We, we, we uh, made the art. It just didn't look well. And some, one of the, some of the feedback that we got was like, this is when I, I brought up the feedback about look at the top 10 of BGG and it's all one core piece of art. And the one that I think, you know, it's not a, it's not the same type of game, but wingspan, the bird just sprawled out. And so we have the angel fish on the front and that I think is a really good selling point. In fact, a fun fact about this angelfish. Um, originally, it was we wanted it to look like it was turning. So the original art actually had was more of like a flatter two D, and we said, "Hey, can you can you adjust it so that it looks like the fish is actually turning towards you?" Hmm. Um, so you kind of get a little bit. It looks like the fish is looking at you when you look at the art, which I just think I can't say enough about the art. But fish lend themselves to really colorful. A color, a colorful palette uh, mm-hmm. on an on a game, and so adding in the the colorful fish on the the nice blue and the you know full bleed cards, it, the the game is just really turned out like way better than we could have imagined. And so when you see it on the table, it looks like you have a fish tank on the table, which is kind of what we were going for. And so I think that to us sort of solidified that this is this is the theme for this game. And, and Alex really did just a tremendous job. And our graphic designer too, um, Sebastian Kozner, he's done um, a number of other games. He's actually published his own two games on Kickstarter himself. But those two guys really brought this, this theme and this game to life um, and kind of, you know, made it what it is. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny because it, when I looked at it, it made me think of like, and, I, and Tracy kind of alluded to it a little bit, but like if you go to an aquarium, not just seeing the fish, but like if somebody – you know, does art for like their billboard or if they do it for like the like a mural for the side before you go see the fish. Like it, it makes me think of that. It makes it kind of gives me this satisfaction of like, Oh, this actually seems very authentic where, you know, if anybody, 
if anybody plays this game and they've had fish or they've been to an aquarium, like it would make them feel like, oh, this feels like it's saying something to me because I've been through that. It's cool. And I, I can't guarantee it. Dave could guarantee it. But if you have a freshwater tank, you almost certainly have had one of these types of fish. And mm-hmm. is that like almost fair to say, Dave? These are all like. I mean, especially the neon tetras, you know, growing up, oh, yeah. everyone who had a tank had a neon tetra. Um, yeah, most of them like discus are a little bit more expensive and, you know, harder to take care of, but yeah, a lot of them are fairly common. Yeah. Well, but you have to throw the cool ones in there too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the dis- discus, grommies, angelfish, they're beautiful fish. And mm-hmm. again, that was like a visual thing we wanted to do also. So I had to pick the nice looking ones. Yeah. Well, and what I think is cool is, um, having you guys work with the, the designers and things that are really in your corner to make it happen how you really envisioned it, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. So they're not creating like cartoon, (laughs) cartoon fish for you. I mean, if that's what you really wanted to do. We we, we talked about that too. And it just, we thought we kind of came back around to like, we've looked at it. There's another, there's other games that are, they're not similar games, but they're similar themes with fish and it's just there's something about like that seeing the fish look and the realistic look that just mm-hmm. adds i think something to the game that's you know that really makes it pop so yeah, yeah we we talked about cartoon fish but then ultimately i mean that was pretty quickly we just said no we want this to be realistic because you i'm not saying that it's it doesn't necessarily people won't take you seriously but you get a, a different, and while this is a, I would say this is a family weight game. We think anyone can, this, this game fits into anyone's game night. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for people to come over. You play this game. You're in between two big games. You play this game. This is not a kid's game by any means. So we wanted to make sure that they had a, you know, a really realistic art on it. And it, and it looked professional is not the right way. I'm not trying to discount any other games, but you know what I'm saying? Like that was just our choice. We wanted to be realistic. Well, you could have a, a gamer who is, a little bit more serious have it on their shelf as a filler game because Absolutely. of the the length of the game that it plays yep yeah where they say, might be drawn to to wanting to play it because of the look of it like that versus cartoon yeah, exactly absolutely. we had our artist when the very first like he was giving us a first couple pencil sketches and we were the first fish we gave him was the discus and he even sent us one like, hey, would you be interested in seeing one that's like kind of like Pixar-y, Disney? And he sent us the discus kind of like almost like a Finding Nemo face. So we still have that, that it could make it, you know, to like some blooper art or something. But we have that discus Pixar artwork. Yeah. 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 And I think I think what Travis spoke to on about... <laughs> the cover of the box too, like really speaks volumes. Cause uh, I was just talking about this the other day. We, me and Tracy played a game. I won't talk about what it is at the moment, but like the box itself, the cover doesn't do anything for me. The game itself is, is really fun actually. And the more we played it, I'm like, wow, this is actually like a lot better than I thought it would be. But just looking at the box, I, you know, I told her, I said, the, if I were to look at this in a store, I would be like, I pass. You know, right. and it, it, it's interesting to think about that because, you know, it shouldn't be about that. I mean, really, if you think about it, it really shouldn't be like that. You know, you should be able to, it should, 
every, you know, it goes the, the old that's adage what draws your attention. A lot of times it does. It does. Mm-hmm. It's like when people play Concordia, you know, they think Concordia is the best game in the world, but then they look at the box and they say, that's the most boringest box art I've ever seen. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, and the, and the other thing is that the board game industry, I mean, we're a new publisher. We have, I mean, no credibility in terms of what we sold and that the market is becoming ultra competitive. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many games on Kickstarter. So how, how can we break out? I mean, you know, the big names could probably print just, you know, a white box and people would buy it. I mean, that's because yeah. they have that credibility, whereas we really have to stand out for our first game. And I'm sure we'll get in, into it later about, how we, why we chose this particular game. But I mean, that was definitely a design decision is this thing has to be like top notch, stand out, people see it. And then, so that's why another reason we kind of chose the art with the colors and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are we looking at for price then? So the, the base copy of the game is $15. Um, and then uh, you add shipping costs um, as you go around. It's going to be $8 shipping for us. Um, and then at $12 for Canada, uh, $14 for the rest of the world. And that part of that is from, um, working with a fulfillment company. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we, that was another decision that we made, um, to go with fulfillment company just because they have the experience and, mm-hmm. and we really want to establish ourselves as somebody who takes this seriously. This is not just for fun. Maybe we'll get some backers. I mean, we want to, we started a company, we want to be successful, and so we want to have a professional fulfillment for our first game. I, I think it'd be professional fulfillment here out, just reading the, all the, the logistics and everything. But so, yeah, we're, you're looking at 23 bucks. Uh, that's total with shipping. We have a couple options um, for backing. You can back at the base tier. We have a base tier plus custom sleeves. So um, there's going to be custom sleeves that are a picture of the angelfish. Um, so I know a lot of people, you know, like to sleeve their games. I sleeve literally every game I have. I, I buy boxes and boxes of black hyper mats and I just sleeve everything. That's just me. Um, so I know, it, you know, hopefully people will, will want some sleeves and, uh, and they can pick that if they want. We also have um, a tier that we're doing and we're trying to work out the final details, but you can buy two copies and one will be donated. And so we nice. took a lot of, uh, to like a Toys for Tots, we took a lot of inspiration from like a dungeon drop where they worked with some folks and said, hey, if you want to, you know, buy two copies of the game, we'll, we'll donate one of them to like a charity who's going to put it into a board game booster box or put it into a Toys for Tots or something like that. So that's another option too. Other than that, I mean, we have a print and play. We have a, just back us for a thank you. Um, we have a retailer tier. Um, so if, if retailers want to back it, those are our core, um, core tiers. Very cool. So what would it mean for you guys to fund this first game? I mean, you know, you put all your hard work in it. You've obviously been gaming for a very long time together and you've obviously spent lots of time together. So like, what, what would this mean for both of you to be able to get this off the ground? It would, it'd mean a lot. Like it's, I've been, I got the bug probably six years ago now, between six and seven years ago after getting my first few, uh, board games, hobby board games. Actually, my first Kickstarter was called Myth. It was this really cool uh, dungeon crawler with some deck building elements that came with 200 miniatures. <laughs> and I was hooked uh, after that. And uh, I started like really quickly getting into game design stuff. I actually grew up doing game design stuff with my brothers. And so um, I was hooked immediately. And it would just be really cool to to have this fun to just kind of see one of my games out there like we've worked hard on it um it's been a really cool journey 
And uh, another reason why we kind of wanted to go with the fulfillment company is we're designing other games. We have like two other games that are about ready. So we, we want to have someone else do that aspect of it so we can spend our time working on the next game. So like that's uh, something too. So that, that's what it means to me. And I would say for me, it's, it's sort of what Dave said, validation of all the hard work and saying we can do this. So just a little bit about our background, both Dave and I, um, we both have engineering degrees, separate disciplines, but the two of us have, have independently said to each other, you know, I'd really like to start my own company. I'd really like to be a business owner and an entrepreneur. Um, in our fields, it's a little tough to get into a market like that with like government contracts and, you know, Dave's in the, the civil engineering world. I'm in more of like the defense contracting world. Both of those are really hard to get into. So this is sort of that we both love games. We're really good friends. We live in the same area. We both have this dream. Like this is kind of the fulfillment of that um, owning our own business and, and seeing if we can make it work and creating something from nothing um, type of thing. So I think that would be, this would be a, an amazing first step. For us, like Dave said, we have a couple other games. Um, we have a really ambitious game that was probably 100% done before we even started 10-Gallon Tank, but <laughs> we've taken a lot of time to really research um, the process, and that game is just not ready for production on someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. There's a lot of variables that could go you know, with shipping, mainly the shipping and the logistics. It's a, it would be a big, weird shape game to ship. Um, so, so this is a good first step for us and, um, and, you know, learning and then getting that, that brand and following to say, okay, these guys know what they're doing. I'm going to, I, I don't know if I would ever back somebody at 60 bucks if I'd never heard of them before. So I, mm -hmm. knowing that I need to think in that lens and say, would somebody back me not knowing anything about me? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's sort of why we're, where we are today with, with this game and, and that's kind of, like I said, the, the fulfillment of that, of that dream in a different arena than what we originally thought, but it would mean, it would mean uh, a lot to us. Very nice. Well, cool. Well, I'm excited for, for 10 gallon tank to come up, see how everyone else is about it. Can't wait for it to fun. Cause I'm sure it will. I'm going to say that I'm going to, I'm going to jinx you guys right away. I'm sure you guys are going to do fine. I'm just kidding. I no would jinx. not. I'm no not jinxing. jinxing. I don't jinx. I, <laughs> I always do it very, I say things very positively. I really, I really like where this is going, and I'm sure you guys are gonna do just fine. So, thanks for coming on, guys. It's really exciting. Like once, once the once ten gallon once ten gallon tank comes up, shut up. Once ten, <laughs> the expansion ten gallon dank will be that's like right. right oh after this yeah, game. that's what happens when you don't clean. Are you working on it? You get ten gallon dank. <laughs> it's gonna be really hot. stanky. Yeah, that's right. Ten gallon dank. I would for sure back. One hundred percent. That sounds like a rap, like a rap album or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see the success of this. And then when you guys come decide to, you know, come out with your next game, we'd love to have you on to talk again. That'd be great. We really appreciate. Thanks for taking the time. I mean, you guys got to take time out of your day to interview us. And you know, right now we don't have any successful projects. So I, I really appreciate just talk, giving us that, that outlet and, and chatting. And we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. So make sure you head to Kickstarter January 21st, take a look at 10 gallon tank, not tank, and uh, <laughs> hit the old fun button there. Get a, get a copy for you and get one to donate to someone else that will need it. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG cast. Thanks for listening. 
This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.